Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Petrano, here every week to break down everything happening in pop culture. And it's a Monday, so that means we're going to break down everything that's happened on Bravo over the last week. And if you're like me, you're feeling fatigued, you're tired, because the Scandaval keeps coming. And guys, last week when we talked about the the Scandaval or the Tom, Ariana, and Raquel issue, it I thought that we had like, seen everything we were going to see. I mean, of course, like we know cameras are back up. I had predicted that like the cast was going to be having to go down um, into kind of lockdown because, you know, the producers don't want that story being told uh, ahead of those episodes airing. And that is not the case because every time I feel like I, you know, close my eyes to go to bed. I mean, we have to sleep, right? I feel like every time I turn my phone back on or look at my phone, there's something new that has happened. Someone has come out and said something, a statement was released, new information is just constantly coming. So, I mean, so the Scandaval, we'll kind of start there. There's some other uh, breaking Bravo news that we're going to talk about. And then, of course, we'll we'll deep dive on the episodes. Um, but a couple of quick hits on the Scandaval. I think the best part, I mean, yes, we are now... We're now calling Raquel Rachel because we have learned that that's her real name um, and that Raquel was just a made-up name for the show. Um, So Rachel hired Erica Jane's PR firm. Um, When all of this was kind of breaking, she updated her Instagram. It was so funny because, you know, Ariana shut down her in, in all of her socials. She went, she came off of Instagram. She went off of Twitter. Um, because she wanted to escape from this. She's going through real issues, something that's really upsetting to her. She didn't want to be bogged down with all the comments and the haters and the trolls. And um, meanwhile, uh, the troll herself, Rachel, is like updating that she has her new PR contact and she's got her comments opened. You can you can keep on sliding into her DMs because she is clearly living for this. So... Um, Rachel hired Erica Jane's PR firm. She updated that on her Instagram um, shortly after all of this news broke. And then like a day later, that came down because what we found out is that Erica's uh, PR firm uh, fired her because they were like, the story doesn't make sense. The story doesn't add up. We don't know how to really like craft this narrative because I think what they, so the rumor is, is that they were going to try to position Raquel as the victim of all of this. So a victim of Tom Sandoval in that he, you know, kind of took advantage of her, a victim in that, you know, this video of Raquel pleasuring herself uh, that Ariana found on Tom's phone, that that was recorded without her knowledge. Um, And so there was a big revenge porn and, you know, send it to Daryl when Lala got her legal letter telling her that she needed to... uh, remove that video if she had a copy of it uh and she went on which she took to instagram to tell everyone that you know you don't reach out to the cast directly if you have a real lawyer they know that you talk to my lawyer and so apparently her lawyer daryl she said send it to daryl it went viral within i mean i feel like it went viral within a matter of minutes and um within a day or two uh lala was already sporting a send it to daryl hoodie so Lala knows how to capitalize on all of this. So good for her, girl. Um, But yeah, so Rachel's uh, narrative was going to be that she was the victim and that, you know, she was just this innocent kind of bystander that was, uh, you know, 
falling in love with someone who was essentially taking advantage of her and the revenge porn of it all. And then, of course, we had heard the news that when Sheena found out while uh, Rachel and Sheena were in New York, that she had... uh, that she had punched her or that she had like slammed her phone against the wall and, and, you know, attacked her in some kind of way. So, um, we don't know exactly what happened and obviously there were no cameras there for this. So we don't have any kind of like proof of what had happened, but we do know that Rachel filed a restraining order against Sheena, um, over this last week, claiming that she was physically assaulted And then Sheena's lawyer released a statement saying that this was all fabricated, that none of this actually happened, um, and that, you know, Sheena and the rest of her castmates are looking forward to kind of like days where we we don't have to talk about Rachel anymore and getting beyond this incident. So nothing, we don't really know what is true. And then, of course, uh, Rachel submitted some photos to the press um, of her with a black eye and a scratch over her eye. And it essentially was like, they were trying to say that these were, this was the proof of the assault from Sheena. And then um, the cast has said that she had those bruises ahead of their trip to New York. And then their photos showed up online of her with these, like this dark circle under her eye, ahead of the New York trip. So that seems to be debunked. It's probably why this PR firm fired her because again, they couldn't, they couldn't confirm any of the things that she's trying to sell. And so, um, it's, it's not looking good. Um, but we do know also that the Vanderpump, uh, cameras are back up. Um, and that the, we actually heard that they had to stop filming some of the Beverly Hills. They had an event. I think it was the night after all of this news broke or that they found out they had an event at Dorit's house that the Beverly Hills uh, cameramen were supposed to be filming. And they had to postpone that event because all they needed all those cameramen for the Vanderpump stuff. So that's a little bit of the ins- behind the scenes tea. But yeah, they put cameras back up. We know that Ariana is filmed with the girls. We know that there has, we know that there's been a Tom Sandoval and Ariana conversation that has been filmed at their house. Um, and we also know that last Saturday, uh, Tom and Raquel uh, also filmed a scene. And the reason we know about that scene, though we don't know exactly what happened, we know that Tom was unhappy with the narrative that was coming out of that scene and he didn't like the way that he was being portrayed. And so he asked the producers if they could reshoot it so that he could get his story straight or get a different story out there. And so... um, they said no, of course, because this is reality TV and they also have a job to do. And uh, and so he's then threatened to stop filming. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen because he's as thirsty as Rachel and the two of them. I, I feel like they will definitely show up at the reunion next week when it films. They'll continue to film. They'll continue to like try to, you know, put themselves out there. Um because they're they're hungry for fame. I don't think that they're going to stop filming. So, uh, but we are. I am interested to see what uh, what comes of that scene. Uh, we also have heard that Rachel's moved back in with her parents and that she's focusing on her quote mental health. Um, the uh, and then both of them have now released statements. Um, Ariana has not released any official statements, though she has kind of like told friends that they can 
you know, post certain things and say like, she's doing well, she's devastated. Um, and she's just kind of like dealing with it all. And I think that's all she really wants to do. Ariana seems like a home girl and, you know, I think she's just like down for wanting to just like focus on herself right now. And I, and I'm supportive of that. Um, but Tom released his second statement because as we know, in his first statement, it all, it, it showed no remorse. It had no apology to it. All it really said was like, please leave my businesses alone, um, which fired up the the community. And we had uh, a lot of people that were just saying like, well, where's the remorse for Ariana? Why haven't you apologized to her publicly? You know, so people were calling for this. So he did do that. Um, he obviously brought in a PR person as well to write something for him. So who knows if he's even read it. Um, but it, the statement is that he... Uh, does show remorse and that uh, he is very sorry to Ariana and that he loved her very much and, you know, hates that the way that this played out, it does sort of read in a way that is like, you know, like we can kind of see the writing on the wall of his story of that he was going to break up with her anyways, and that this was going to, this relationship was going to end. Um, but he hates the way that it, that he went about it. So, um, so that's kind of where his was. And then I think it was like four hours later, uh, Rachel releases her st statement um, of which she, uh, again, didn't clearly did not write it because a girl thought that uh, she didn't I, like whoever she did end up hiring for her publicist didn't really like think it through because there's a lot of words in this statement that I was like, we know Rachel's not using the word foremost I don't think she knows how to use that word. So uh, we're not buying that she wrote this statement, but it does say that foremost, she, you know, apologizes to Ariana and that, and then it goes into kind of her victim mentality of, you know, I have received death threats and I have received physical attacks and I have received, you know, all my family and friends have received things. And, you know, I'm really focused on my own mental health and I need to, deal with my issues of like something about to the effect of like falling in love with men um, who are bad for her and things and that she's like got an addiction to, to men. And it's like, well, you know, girl, we're all focusing on our mental health. And I think you just don't really like care about other people because you're so narcissistic. And so I think that's what the, uh, what the apology should have read, but it didn't. And then she came out with another notes app apology because I'm sure that she read some things online about what was missing from the official statement. And so she, you know, wrote another one that basically was like, I'm on my healing journey. So, you know, her and Whitney Rose from Salt Lake city, they can be on their healing journeys together. Um, because yeah, we're, I don't think anyone's really buying that, that Rachel is, um, healing from anything. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the Sandoval or, or the Scandoval rather, it just keeps on delivering. Every, like I said, every time I look at my phone, it's like, there's something new. Uh, Kristen Doty has come out uh, on her podcast and revealed a lot of information. Um, but now she's also filming. So she confirmed that she's back on Vanderpump rules for these final few episodes. And so, you know, a lot is just unfolding. Um, Jax is still not back. And thank God, because this guy, he's trying so hard to be in the middle of this. He just keeps being like, see you soon on Watch What Happens Live. 
Meanwhile, he's not booked. Um, so it's <laughs> who knows? He's just he and Brittany are still trying to trying to find it. But they are the couple that lasted, right? That's pretty. That's pretty wild. Schwartz and uh, Sandoval both ended their relationships, and Jax, who we know was cheating several times on that show. He had storylines about cheating and he's the one that's still in his marriage. So that's, that's probably pretty shocking to, to us all. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's just wild. And it's like, who would have thought that like time magazine, CNN, I mean, these news outlets are covering the scandal and I'm, I'm getting text messages from friends that have never watched a second of, of Bravo, quite frankly. And they're asking me questions about like, so wait, who's the, what's the difference between a Sandoval and a Schwartz? Um, and by the way, guys, where is Schwartz? Like, I know that we saw the TMZ, um, footage of him in the airport and but i'm like why hasn't he released a statement because there's a couple of things that i'm a little like upset about through this and i'm hoping that this all comes out in in the show and that we get some of this but i know that the question of whether or not schwartz knew and was covering or not is like a little foggy we have heard that maybe like schwartz knew for the last month but didn't know when they were filming. So the stuff that we're seeing play out on, on television right now, where uh, Raquel's trying to uh, convince Tom Schwartz to like make out with her and do things like that, that that is stuff where Tom really did think that that was happening and didn't know that there was a Sandoval uh, layer to all of this, um, which is diabolical in my mind for her. Um, but where I'm, but I'm, why doesn't he release something? Why doesn't he say something? I mean, first of all, he's th his business partner. He, and maybe that's the reason why, but like, I want to know what his thoughts are, but he always just like plays this like middle of the fence guy. And like, this is his time to step out of the Sandoval shadow and say like, this guy was a garbage person and he did something horrible to a friend. And I felt like I was like a, I was his pawn and his cover and I look horrible as a result of this, but he's not saying anything. And so we did see him at the, at the airport TMZ caught up with him and he, he basically was just kind of like, yeah, Tom's going through it. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping everything is okay for Ariana and I'm rooting for her. And, you know, I hope that she like lives her life now and, you know, but he never really said anything in that, in that interview. Um, and then the other piece of this that I'm just like, it doesn't add up for me is why aren't we focusing on Katie? Like Katie was the scapegoat of all of this. And so Raquel Rachel keeps going to Katie and talking about how she has all these feelings for Schwartz and you know Katie's crying and like this is my ex-husband who we got divorced like a, five seconds ago and you want to date this guy and meanwhile it she was, they're not even, this wasn't even real for Rachel. She was basically needing to say this to Ariana and I don't know. I feel really bad for Katie because I feel like she was kind of like a Schwartz, like sort of a pawn in all of this game that like they took the fall on in a really horrible way and had to go through a lot of like horrible conversations and, and thoughts and, and feelings about what was potentially happening with the Rachel of it all. And so that, and then one other note on this is it's something that dawned on me is that I always thought that it was weird last season when James was proposing to Rachel and 
Tom Sandoval paid like $25,000 for their engagement. And I was like, why is he paying so much for James to propose to Rachel? So I think like, even though they're saying that this was about a six to seven month affair, I think that there were feelings or there was something going on before that because you don't pay that kind of money for somebody that you don't care about. But anyways, we got to move on from the scandal. But as I said, things keep coming out. Cameras are up. Cameras are rolling. And we'll just talk briefly about the the episode this week of Vanderpump, and then that'll kind of kick off um, our recaps. But I, I don't know if I can watch the rest of the season because it's so strange to, to be talked them trying to sell us this Rachel and Tom Schwartz thing. Like, because we all know what's happening. I do think that the editors are um, working on kind of recutting some of the scenes because uh, we had, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Kelly, who was like, you know, people give Rachel this uh, benefit of the doubt because she's like a baby, um, but that's an insult to babies. And so she like had her, you know, she had her like little dig. And I feel like that wasn't in the episode originally, but I think editors are like, okay, let's pull in stuff to like really start to build the story about how horrible these two people are um, so that when it all breaks, it like feels like it was a natural story. Um, because she, you know, I do think that, uh, yeah, they're, they're bringing in certain comments because there was also, um, Ariana says when they're talking about, uh, when Raquel says to Katie, you know, I want to make out with Schwartz or whatever. And Ariana says, is this the first time I'm going to be mad at Raquel? I mean, that's the quote. And I was like, okay, that got brought in because now we're we're starting to see Ariana because obviously we know that Ariana hates this person now. Um, and then James's mom, when she's having uh, lunch with James and his new girlfriend, and she says something about like, to the girlfriend, like, well, you didn't have a family member drive you to Sir to meet a DJ and become famous. Um, and again, so we're like craft, we're starting to craft this narrative of like who this person really was this whole time. And I think that that's really, I, I, I might be interested enough if they keep doing that and keep editing these, um, these episodes together that way. Um, obviously, you know, Rachel with Oliver, who we later learned was married, but it was such a weird thing because Lala was like, flirting with Oliver and was like, I have had a crush on Oliver forever. And then all of a sudden they're having this weird conversation at the bar where Rachel's like, Oh, but Lala, if you're interested, I don't want to go after him. And Lala's like, well, you weren't interested in him until I was. And like, I'm not going to like compete. So if you want to be with him, be with him. And then they're like kissing on the dance floor. And of course that worked out in Lala's favor because Oliver turned out to be married. So that was uh, that was that was actually a good thing for Lala that she t- took a step back, um, and then uh, what else we had? Oh, I felt like uh, also at the table where Katie's mom was like kind of going at Rachel and like being like this is this is a divorce. This is somebody that just divorced, uh, got a divorce, and you're like going after. Uh, her ex-husband and you're sitting at a table pretending to be friends. And I was like proud of Katie's mom for kind of stepping in and schooling her over that. Um, 
And then there was some weird stuff going on with the Schwartz and Sandy's business. They Lisa and Ken have these this meeting of like, are they trying to get the Toms out of their own business? Because twice now they've kind of presented them this opportunity of like veiled in a way of we're giving you guys your money back um, if you need it to survive your or to open your new restaurant. And that way, you know, later you can come back into our business. And I was wondering if Lisa knew something was going to happen and if this was going to like cause a ripple effect or if there was going to be some sort of fallout and if they were like, we got to get these guys out of our business because that's what it was feeling like to me. It was not feeling like they were sincerely trying to help the Toms. It was feeling like there was um, a reason that they wanted to get them out of Tom Tom. Um, And then I guess really the only other thing was uh, Ariana's dog passing away was really, really sad. And you know, she, we had to watch her like say goodbye to her, which she kept calling her best friend. And it was just this like heartbreaking scene to watch. And again, it was like, I felt like, okay, this is, she kept talking about how she was going to say goodbye to her best friend. And I was like, this is Tom Sandoval. And like, this is what you have to imagine is like happening right now is she's having these same kind of emotions of this person that was like there for her. And you know, it was it was kind of it was kind of a weird way of having that play out on television in front of us was through the dog passing, and obviously that in itself was very sad and and uh, was was sad to see that. But um, yeah, and I think that's a really all on Vanderpump. Oh, and then Lisa was on uh, Watch What Happens Live on Wednesday following the uh, episode, and I just I c- couldn't tell was she drunk? She was like on one she was saying some wild things she just had like even the way that her body was just sort of like draped in the chair i was like i think she might have been on something um i'm hoping it was just you know vanderpump rose but um but yeah so if you haven't seen that you should check that out um quickly going through housewives um we had the first uh, episode of our miami reunion uh, which starts off with um lisa saying who we're like charlie's angels and um andy you're like what's his name and andy's like charlie it it was amazing um and then we learned that they invited lenny to the reunion and that Lisa was okay with it. I mean, the the, the women's faces when Andy said that, because obviously none of them knew, it was, they were all as shocked as I was. It was insane that they were going to invite him there. I can't even imagine. And like Lisa was like, yeah, I, I said it was fine. I told him like, you know, we you should do a sit down with Andy and like, you know, or we can do a sit down together with Andy and like both air our, our sides of the story because Lenny did not come off well. And this was potentially his opportunity to sort of like defend himself, though I don't know if he is defensible. And maybe that's why he just chose not to come at all. But yeah, that was, that was wild. Um, and then I loved, you know, uh, the big, the big kind of um, underlying theme is that Alexia is. A narcissist. I was going to say a bit of one, but I think we're just full-blown narcissist. And um, 
And, you know, they're talking about that and they're claiming that she's a narcissist and she's always like so defensive that she's not. And then what was so funny is as, you know, Andy's like, Gertie's, you know, stand up and let's see this like dress that was like all made of chains and she was basically naked underneath. And so he was like, you know, let me see it. And, and then he has, um, um, Julia stand up because she's got this like genie in a bottle uh, kind of look going on. And he's like, you look like a, you know, Greek goddess and like, stand up, let me see. And then he's like, okay, Alexia, how are you? And she's like, oh, I will also stand up and show you the back of my dress. And all the women you can just see, they're like, okay, he didn't ask you to stand up. You're wearing, uh, you know, Dillard's dress. There's nothing special about yours. Like there's no reason for you to stand up, but you could see that she was like, I need my moment to show off my dress too. So um, she had that. And then, um, oh, and then Nicole, who I think, Dr. Nicole, I think is one of the most beautiful women that has ever been on Housewives. But I was so sad because it was clear that she had had way too much filler in her cheek. Like her cheeks looked like they were about to explode. And every time they cut to her, I was like, I was just sad because she was so beautiful. And it always makes me really sad when I see these really, really pretty women who end up going like too far. I'm always like, you know, I'm a proponent of like, if you, if there's something about yourself that you really, really can't stand and it will make you feel confident and it will make you feel better, do it. But you know, sometimes these women just go too far. And I think that she has done that. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, we just kind of got started into that Miami reunion. It's, um, it, it is seemingly going to be a little dark. Um, and, you know, I know that we're already picking up cameras very soon. I think, I think within a month, uh, Miami has been renewed and they're going to start filming again. And I think we're getting all the ladies back. So I'm hoping that we can f- find some resolution and peace because some of these women are just unwilling to, to be together. And really Alexia is the cause of all of that. And so I'm hoping that Alexia like gets a bit of a wake up call. Maybe, maybe the fans and online reactions will like bring her around before the uh, next season films. But, um, but that's the first we we've got more installments to come. Um, then we had Jersey this week. Um, I'm just obsessed with these new ladies, Rachel and her grandmother. It was I loved her with her hair. Like she needs to get her hearing aid. And I, I thought like, she's, she's great TV. And what I'm loving about Jersey too this season is that it feels like we're getting a lot of family scenes. And that's something that's we're missing in some of our housewives franchises is we're focusing like, like, I mean, Miami is kind of this, um, but I know like even Salt Lake city, it was like, I feel like all we do is that we see them like packing for a trip and then on a trip or they're like going to an event. And then the next scene is like them going to the next event the next night. And it's like, we get that there's a lot of events and we know that that's where like the drama plays out. But sometimes we also need to like humanize these women and we need to see more of like what's actually happening. Like Beverly Hills always does that where it's just like they're having a brunch and then the next day they're going to dinner. And then, and it's like, they're always doing like a group event and we miss some of these like moments of like their family time and getting to know them as real humans. And so I'm really liking that we're doing that on Jersey again. Um, and then, you know, we see Melissa and Antonia while they're um, doing their driving. Antonia's learning to drive. She's 16. Um, 
and she can't pull into the Starbucks drive-thru. So Melissa has to, but in order to order her drink, I guess she has to um, use an, a fake alias because she's so famous apparently in Jersey that if she says the name Melissa, they know who she is. So she uh, uses Julia as her, um, as her alias when she's ordering coffee. But, you know, they're talking about the Teresa issues and she's saying like, you know, I see, I know you guys see this stuff online and I don't want you guys to like, I don't want you guys to have issues with your cousins and I just want you guys to be like all good. Um, and, you know, I, I am for that conversation, though I think that Melissa and Joe are the reason for a lot of this toxic uh, energy between the families. And so I don't see Melissa trying to repair that. I see her just kind of like making excuses for it and then, you know, saying like, well, we don't want the outcome that is coming from this to be the outcome, but she's not doing a lot to fix it. And then, um, you know, Teresa's doing her wedding dress shopping and I w couldn't follow if like that was the real dress because we've obviously seen the dress and it wasn't that one. But I thought she said that she was just wearing a fake one because she wanted to surprise people. But I was like confused. Like, why are we even doing a wedding dress shopping scene if you don't want anyone to see your dress? So it was it was I was a bit confused why she had a dress on. I felt like that was a little for the camera. Um but then, you know, Gia mentioned that the last time that she saw uh, Melissa and Joe was before Louie came into the life, uh, into Teresa's life. And that the summer before is when they like used to see each other a lot. Like they, everyone was kind of happy. Um, Teresa was going through her divorce. And so they were kind of all a happy family that summer. Um I have a theory. I think that these Gorga siblings just have this like crazy jealous energy. They were so close growing up that it's like they can't come to terms when the other person has found someone else in their life. They feel replaced. And that's what causes all of these problems. Because, you know, if you think back to the whole Melissa and Teresa sprinkle cookies incident, it was because Mel Teresa didn't like Melissa and, you know, Teresa thought that Melissa wasn't good enough for Joe. And, you know, we were, we got, we had season after season after season of like Joe being like, I just want us to be family and I want you to get along with, you know, my wife. And I want all of this, like this structure for our family. But it was so wild because, now we're seeing this like opposite play out because now that Teresa is happy and has found a man that she truly loves and that is in her life, she he hates Louis and he like with a with a passion hates Louis. And so it's like whenever the, the sibling has someone else that's like in that role, like the like now that Teresa's got a man in her life. Joe feels inadequate and like this is what's causing the problems. And I feel like the same thing was on the other side of like when Melissa stepped in, in Joe's life, Teresa felt replaced by her. And so that's my theory. I, I feel like that's what's the root of this problem is like they can't be happy for each other because they feel like they should be each other's man and woman in their life. Not in a sexual way, obviously, hopefully, but because this is like what they 
this is how they grew up. And so they can't get past that. So that's my theory on the Gorgas. And that's kind of like, I hope maybe we get to resolution at some point with them, but I, I really just kind of want Joe and Melissa to like fade off the show. And maybe at that point they can like find a way to resolution. Although at that point, I'm sure that they'll be so jealous of Teresa that they just won't be able to see anything but red. But, um, and then we have um, the brunch at Jennifer Fessler's house. And um, that was just insane. She was like, I'm going to make this great meal. We're not going to have drama. And, uh, and then Margaret showed up in that huge hat and everything just went to shit after that. I mean, how could it not? That hat was hideous. Um, and so Marge was activated and she does not, her and Jennifer Aiden, there is a, there is a, there is a button that Jennifer knows how to push with Marge. It was, it was wild. She was just, those veneers were about to fall out of her mouth. She was yelling so much. So that was crazy. Uh, and then Danielle has her daughter's birthday, Barbie birthday party. That was just so over the top. Um, but I loved it and I was jealous of it. And in fact, that might be my next birthday party. So, um, and then, uh, we had, we, yeah, we didn't have Potomac this week cause that's over. Um, so I don't have a, I don't have a, a Sunday night show, but we did have summer house. Um, and you know, Kyle, I think, you know, Kyle and Carl had their sit down, um, and I, I actually thought Kyle handled that conversation really well. He came across like very professional as a CEO would. He, you know, said to Carl, like, this is what I have been observing. This is where I've like felt like you aren't delivering. Carl was like, this is where I've felt like I am not getting compensated for doing all of these extra gigs and these events. And that's not the sales side of things. But Kyle got him to come to a place where he said, like, yeah, I haven't been, I've been dropping the ball on the sales side of things. And so Kyle, it sort of ended with Kyle being like, we're going to give you a new title. You're no longer going to be my VP of sales. And we're going to figure out your role at the company. And I think that that like put them in a good place. And I thought, I really did think Kyle handled, handled that pretty well. Um, and then when, of course, we get down to the house. And Andrea is back and so happy. Um, the house was so happy. It was like a breath of fresh. Everyone was like jumping up and down, screaming that he was there. And I felt I felt very happy to see him back as well. I don't know why we don't have more of Andrea. He's such a fan favorite. And even like they're filming Winter House right now in, in Colorado. And it's like, why isn't Andrea on that cast? Like, why do we keep not giving the fans what we want to see, which is more of Andrea. And quite frankly, Andrea in underwear is something that like needs to be discovered. And so we need, we need more of that on our televisions. Um, so it was great to see him back. His, his Italian dinner went a lot better ish. Um, this time around, nobody got a glass thrown at them. Nobody, no wine flew. Um, and then I thought that the, you know, two other kind of notes on, on Summer House, Carl and Lindsay, I just don't know if they should be on the show. Like them, you know, hanging out in their bedroom, the whole episode is just like, it's not that entertaining. And like, I get it. I understand it. Carl is sober and he doesn't want to be around like the drunken antics, but that is also what the show is. And so I don't really know if they have enough to bring to the show anymore. And so I think that like if you're going to spend all your time away from the cast and 
you, you don't really want to be around that stuff, then like this might be your time. So there's that. Um, we got, uh, and then they started playing the game at the end of the show. Um, and Danielle said that she, she has trust issues um, with Amanda or that she doesn't trust Amanda. Amanda un, like had a complete mental breakdown. And I think that she was breaking down because of the, the news about her, um, her issues with potentially getting pregnant and some of the like fears that she was having that she was just talking about right before they started playing this game. So I think she had a lot on her mind and a lot of emotions. And so when Danielle said that, I think it just like hurt her in a, in a way to her core. And, um, and then Kyle just unleashed on Lindsay and Carl, like, I mean, really on Lindsay, he was saying all these horrible things. Carl was sitting there. Danielle gets pissed off that Carl's not defending his girlfriend. And I think we are about to go into whatever's going to happen between Lindsay and Danielle. I feel that that's coming. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was summer house. We got a to be continued. So we know that that fight's about to continue. So maybe Carl does do something. Maybe we're getting there. Um, but we will see. And then, um, other news, um, that is in the Bravo space. As I mentioned, Miami got renewed. It starts filming April 10th. So yeah, just in about a month. Um, so cameras are going back up. We know that uh, Beverly Hills is filming. The ladies were in Vegas over the weekend um, filming with the cameras. I'm not seeing any new ladies in any of these photos. And I don't know if that's intentional, like if they're having certain women step to the side um, so that no no rumors come out as to like who might actually be joining the cast. But even in some of the like candidates that people are getting um, of like, you know, the boots on the ground bystanders that are seeing them, I'm not seeing any new ladies. So I am a little um, wondering, I'm very curious if we have any uh, women also no word on whether or not Kathy Hilton is filming. It doesn't seem that she is. She had her birthday party, um, over the weekend and she was, she was filming. There were cameras up at that. So people started uh, speculating that it was for uh, Beverly Hills, but um, it's actually for Paris's uh, docu-series or reality series, Paris and love. Um, so they were filming that. Uh, so she may not, she may be uh, done with Beverly Hills, but we'll see. Um, in Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip news, uh, Brandy has sent a demand letter, or Brandy's lawyers have sent a demand letter uh, to NBC asking them to release the um, footage, the footage and audio of the alleged sexual harassment against Caroline Manzo that has, you know, caused waves uh, in the news media, and she wants she wants this footage because she you know, claims that it will, it will free her of what she's being accused of. And the interesting thing here is that I think we all assumed that this was uh, true information because it, one would think it would be if you knew Brandy and, you know, you saw her on season two, she was definitely like very sexually open with the women and trying to kiss them and kissing some of them. And, you know, there was a lot going on touching them um, in a way that they were okay with. So it felt like this story like was going in, not in the way in Car Caroline's defense, but 
the interesting thing is that all of the cast members are still following Brandy on all of her socials. And, you know, you would think, especially like a Vicky Gumbelson who is like so conservative and, you know, even on season two was like, blah, 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 oh, no, 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 I don't want this. I don't want any of, you know, this lesbian stuff. Like she was, she was really buttoned up and, and, you know, in her own gross conservative way. Um, and so you would even think that like if this happened to Caroline and Vicky was a witness to it, she would be supportive of Caroline. And so we, I would have thought that she was would not be following Brandy and that she would not be still supporting Brandy, but she seems to be. So that it seems to be very telling. So we'll see what what plays out. But um, Brandy is demanding that this footage and audio be released. Not, I don't think publicly. I think just to her legal team so that they can you know have these conversations with Bravo because there's a chance that Brandy won't work on Bravo again, which would be pretty uh, horrible for her. And then um, Married to Medicine news, casting news, Contessa and Anita are both out. Anila, who said Anita? Anila are both out. Um, fine with that. I felt like they were no longer delivering anyways. Um, but in order to uh, make room, Bravo let them go because we've got Phaedra Parks back on our screens. Phaedra, of course, from Atlanta, um, where Married to Medicine films, is she's also dating a doctor now so it's perfect so now she is going to be joining the cast of married to medicine so this feels right we've got phaedra back on our screens all is right in the world of course the reason um that this would this took so long candy had given a ultimatum to bravo that um that she she would leave the show if they brought Phaedra back to Atlanta. And so this feels like the right solution is it's films in Atlanta. She doesn't have to, there was rumors that Phaedra was going to jump to Dubai and live in Dubai part-time just so that she could film at the Real Housewives of Dubai. Um, that didn't feel right or authentic. And so this does. Um, so super excited about that. And guys, if you aren't watching Married to Medicine, what are you doing? Because if you're a housewife stan, because if you've listened to this episode for the last half hour plus, you are a housewives fanatic. And I want to urge you to watch Married to Medicine. This is, someone did this to me like pre-pandemic. I got news from a friend that was like, why aren't you watching that? You love Atlanta. You love Potomac. You love, I mean, all of the housewives franchises. I mean, this gives it all and the women are amazing season one of married to medicine is where you start there was a couple of seasons that got rocky but literally almost every season delivers and the reunions are some of the best reunions that we've ever seen i've ever seen in television like it is so good so if you're not watching it definitely catch up before the new season because we've got phaedra back and that's super exciting um and then last is and i don't think i can handle this guys I just don't think I can handle it. Another scandal breaking on the Southern Charm cast. It was revealed that Austin and Taylor, Taylor is of course Shep's ex-girlfriend. They broke up at the end of last season, um, that they have hooked up and that this might be another scandal moment. Um, you know, it's, it's not quite the same because Austin, even though Austin is, you know, sleeping with his friend's ex, 
I think we all kind of saw that. Like there was definitely like some sparks between Taylor and Austin last season. And so I think that like, it's not super surprising. It's also not at the Scandaval level because what would be at the Scandaval level is if, you know, Craig was the one that this was happening with, or, you know, truly the best friend of was having the affair. Like if Austin, if all the rumors was that Austin and Taylor hooked up and then what we actually found out is that it was really Craig and Taylor and Craig's and his relationship with Paige. And, you know, that would be more aligned with the Scandaval. Not saying that should happen because I, again, I don't think my heart can handle it right now. I don't need any more scandal. But uh, the cast is filming, and so and and Shep, I don't think is on this next season, from what we've heard. So this might actually be a way in for Shep to film again, um, because I'm sure that producers are going to want Shep's reaction. So it's more; it's just all happening on Bravo as it continues to do, and um, and yeah, and that was the week that we had of Bravo. I am going to try to you know, put some of this Scandaval news to rest because I'm hoping that like, there's not a lot left in this, in this wheel until we can get to these episodes and actually start seeing it play out on film. Um, but you know, you know, I'll be here a week over week to break it all down for you. And, um, that's our episode this time, guys. Uh, as always, I'm Chris Vetrano and, uh, it's always a pleasure to bring you everything happening on Bravo and in pop culture. Join us this Thursday for our new episode. I'm going to be breaking down last night's Academy Awards. And I've got a, a special guest to come and talk all the fashion with me. Um, so uh, be sure to tune into that, rate and subscribe. And don't forget to follow me on all the socials. I'm at CM Vetrano. And uh, until Thursday, it's been Chris Vetrano. And have a great week. <laughs>